0: You're listening to The Big Show. They score! With Russick and Rose. He rips the puck off the bar and in. His second goal of the game makes it 5-0 Flames. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. Robbed by Markstrom. What a save. It's loose. And Markstrom makes another miraculous stop. This is Sportsnet 960 The The Fan.
1: good morning friends <laughs> how are we doing today <laughs> welcome to your monday M- yes it's maddie rose no george Russick. um and then the bed just ends that's it too that's our new intro
0: that's the way it's produced yeah wow we
2: we'll have to figure
0: that out just gotta come in a little bit better. what is
1: that it gave me like 45 seconds unbelievable how's because anybody supposed to get amped up everything's with that falling apart around <laughs> i'm here not sure I'm amped up, up is going to be the feeling of today's yeah Monday that, morning, that's fine but... but i also didn't want to start talking already because i wanted to sit on the music and wallow in yeah you I've have the music over the last three days and
2: then you have little bits of bunch of crap you talk let the music play yeah say another word yeah Something like that. Of the um, music play.
0: I can make a loop. Yeah. We'll have that yeah. eye loop. That was, so
1: it's got to be like at least a minute and a half. I, especially for the first one of the show. It's got to
0: let Well, if the bright,
1: play, Flames won last night, it would have yeah. been Fireball. Yeah, so. it would have been great. But, uh, guys, I don't know how much Fireball we're going to get this year. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: yeah, a lot of, <laughs> that wasn't good. A that lot of good Elias
1: Lindholm exasperated sighs when asked about his contract. Um, here's the deal. Russick is feeling down um on the weather a lot of people are yeah, down on the weather he's the he's weather. under the weather under the <laughs> weather. probably dealing with terrible diarrhea at the same time. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> i don't wow, did him dirty there all right, uh yeah, he's probably just crapping his pants. That's what it is um, no rusick today. I'm Maddie Rose, Patty Dumas sitting across from me g v p and shan are in the other room. Um, We have a great show for you lined up. We have lots of great guests. We are live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio where you can find our show emanating from every single weekday. Cracked Foundation, bowing Foundation walls, simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. You can contact Basement Systems. They are all things Basementy. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Um, lots of stuff on the show, as I mentioned, we'll be joined by Charles Davis, as we usually are just after seven o'clock. We're breaking down week number seven of the NFL season. Yep. Pretty good week. Some good
2: games. Yeah. I mean, with with the amount of teams that were on bye week and whatnot, like like, there was some, it was like, it was an entertaining Sunday. That's for sure. Bengals didn't play. So I didn't have that (laughs) to worry about. Yeah.
1: My bets were all lost, but here's also my take on my bets. And I think that a lot of people will probably feel the same. They were all done early. All the things like I I had the under in the Colts and Browns game that was yeah gone. that was done by halftime. by halftime <laughs> I had the Lions plus three that was, that done, was done by done the by second halftime. quarter man. that was done well before halftime.
2: as, soon so as Lamar like, took the field. Right, he was well, not going to be least denied. Don't have
1: to sweat those. That's I mean the like, Rams
2: and Steelers was cl- uh, close up until like second half there the Steelers just like woke up. TJ Watts like yeah no Miles Garrett I'm gonna be better than you today.
1: Maybe that was like <laughs> the one game that I didn't actually have money on. But
2: anyway. you finished strong.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did finish strong at the end of the night. I yeah.
2: I didn't even know Taylor was going to be at the game, but it would just makes sense that any time the Chiefs are home or on a national tele a uh, national stage, Taylor's going to be there. And then the handshake you mean with Taylor Br- Swift. Yes. Oh, uh, just so going to say Taylor. Oh, uh, and then when uh, like, first
1: name basis now.
2: Well, you just like, yeah. when you it's like when you say like 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 Taylor is on that like one name basis person yeah. now. Yeah. Right. And then, like, here she has her handshake with Brittany Mahomes, which was like, yeah, that guy that felt uncomfortable, that, didn't that it? was uh, that was some cringe right yeah. there. And <laughs> yeah. then Jackson Mahomes is like standing behind he's her, and it's like, kicking, what the hell are yeah, you still doing hanging it? around? Weird Slim Reaper looking guy, like. Yes. Well, that was Kevin Durant's nickname, but like, <laughs> yeah, it is, he is but, lanky.
1: No, that's a good way to pull it out. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Uh, okay, we're here in the Douglas Basement Systems downtown studio. Look at the show that we've got cobbled together. Charles Davis is going to be at Yeah, he's 40. missing.
2: George missing out,
1: man. <laughs> uh, John Bucci Gross is going to join us at 7.30. It's uh, Frozen Frenzy tomorrow. The NHL's yes. trying something new. All thirty-two teams are gonna play. I don't know if we're gonna have access to this broadcast up here. I don't in know if Sports
2: Sportsnet's got anything uh, on uh, on it. If one of the, like one is gonna pick it up or something like that. it would be cool to see if it was up here, but maybe on Sportsnet Plus you can probably yeah, get it. Maybe they got it. That would, a, a that would feed up be the on one it. place that I would wonder
1: about, but yeah, I'm not entirely sure. But, but like but yeah, go ahead. Like all thirty two teams are gonna play and they're gonna do a red zone style broadcast tomorrow. John Bucci Gross is gonna be hosting the thing a la Scott Hansen. And uh, he's going to join us today to talk about it.
2: Yeah, it's going to be super cool. And the people are on Twitter last night it was like, "Why is the NHL schedule all this? Like, I don't think they are aware what's happening think... on Tuesday. Yeah, the Flames <laughs> play at seven forty-five tomorrow. What? <laughs> Such a Pardon? random ass
1: time. Yeah." But that's what they'll be playing at, 7.45. Uh, They're going to be one of the later games. You can go look at the slate, and you'll notice that, I believe it starts at 4 o'clock all the way from 4 until 8. ESPN will have
2: their standard triple header. Yeah, They'll have those starts with the Leafs and Capitals at 4. And then on uh, ESPN2, that's where they're going to have all the games that's where uh, Bucci and uh, Kevin Weeks will have their studio show, the Frozen Frenzy. Yeah, they'll do their whip around live look-ins and whatnot on ESPN 2 So that it's gonna be pretty, it's gonna be pretty cool. I know they're gonna try it out early on in the season, get people to the TVs and watch the games because you know, the seasons aren't over for these teams yet. It's still early; mm-hmm. we're still learning these players, so. No, I think it's a really cool thing that E S is doing. Maybe we'll uh, we'll, see, we'll see it again uh, next year and more frequently.
1: Uh, Greg Millen's going to join us at eight o'clock. He was doing color for the final couple of games on the trip for the Calgary Flames. Those didn't go well.
2: Yesterday was worse than Friday. I mean, the Red Wings are a really good team, but yeah, oh, that was a team they're, that was they're,
1: they're good. They're really good to start. There's and there's a like the thing here. About both these teams, that they played. They're both significantly improved from last year. Mm-hmm. Like, do we remember how bad that Columbus D was when the Flames went in there last year and beat the? That's a, tar that's out a of them? sound group
2: back there. It felt back like. then,
1: it was like Eric Goodbranson and Andrew Peak and like a whole bunch of guys you had never Andrew heard Peak of in your life. Scoring
2: on his own net here in Calgary. Yeah, exactly.
1: And now, you know, Branson is still there. But that's essentially the only guy that is still there because Jake Bean and Zach He was good. They, Bean thought. was outstanding. Holy crap. They were both hurt for almost <laughs> all of last season. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you had the note on the broadcast saying that uh, Pascal Vincent said that Bean might be their best defenseman already. And that's a roster that has, you know, Zach Worensky, and then in the offseason added two top Davis four defensemen. Saverson in Severson and, and, and in Provorov. Ivan Provorov. And Provorov looked like... How he used to yeah. look when he was in his heyday in Philly. Yeah. He was flying around out there. And then on top of that, for your sixth defenseman, you bring in David Yurichek, who's the second <laughs> overall <top> prospect <laughs> and one of the best prospects not playing in the NHL. Yeah. And he gets to play on your third pair with Erica Branson. That is a nice group. Incredibly improved defensive core. Not to say that's the reason that the Flames lost and like, oh my goodness, how is anybody ever going to beat that group? But just comparing and contrast last year, mm-hmm. the mess that Columbus was in their defensive zone to what they have this year, that was cool to see. And then in Detroit, they've added a legit game-breaker. Last offseason, um, the, the 2022 offseason, they added a couple of kind of, you know, key guys that you need to win games. David Perron returned. Andrew Kopp got signed. And mm-hmm. now they bring in Andrew DeBrinkett, who is a legitimate game-breaker. Maybe didn't look like it in Ottawa, the year before
2: but this is a guy who's going to score 50 if not or 40 if not 50 this year yeah he's on pace for 50 right now it's yeah. it's uh you know this is a group that's uh, you know we put them in the buffalo ottawa range ranges like the next teams up in the atlantic division and early returns show that detroit and ottawa are up to the task of uh pushing to the atlantic right now but yeah that was that was a team like like i don't know if it was just calgary just at the end of a long road trip and I they they changed the top the, the top 6 changed up and I didn't I know if I agreed with that with the lack of practice time with that and I don't know. It was, Detroit just ran him out of the building really like really early. You're like you have no Rasmus Anderson obviously in the lineup with what went down on Friday night. We'll get into that as the day goes on, I'm sure as mm-hmm. the Flames will be appealing okay. his four game suspension. Uh as of right now, he's not going to be playing in the Heritage Classic. Uh, a lot of questions here for the Flames. Like Patty was heard him on the post game yesterday. I wonder if there's going to be some call ups possibly here over the next week, uh, just to influx some new blood to try and you know reignite this team. Because like even like yeah, they had a decent game against Buffalo, but it was like yeah, the Sabers came back every time, every time. I know they didn't get the lead, but mm-hmm. this road trip was not not great.
1: They yeah, Pittsburgh won- and
2: Washington was okay, but like, I thought they closed it off really badly. I
1: don't, know, I don't think Washington's going to be that good this year. That's yeah. not necessarily that's something you're gonna be- to write me- home about. Exactly.
2: <laughs> like, you dominate that game, and the
1: Capitals still come away with the exactly. win. Exactly. You end up 1-3-1 and one on the season. That ends up being the, the one there at the end, the overtime loss for the team. Um, But if you're adding, like, and I, I understand call-ups, that's all fine and dandy, but... If your top players are not going to play and produce like your top players, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Like who, um, like
2: Huberdeau the last two games. Oh, crickets. Cadre has been crickets Most of this year. Most of the minutes played in these hmm. seven games or six games, whatever they played. I
1: did not like Huberdeau this weekend. Either. Uh-uh. He had a difficult weekend to say the least. I thought, you know, he kind of loses a battle that leads to the Danforth goal. I know Hannafin completely loses his man, but that all starts with Huberto losing a battle in the opposite end of the ice. And then they get a rush off of off of that opportunity. Um, The Flames only goal in that period really comes off a good bounce from the referee and Lindholm (laughs) capitalizes off a break. Right, mm-hmm. uh, just awful timing as they pulled the bench there against the Jackets. So that was kind of how that one went. And then, as you mentioned, there was the the big hit by Rasmus Anderson late at the blue line. And we
2: we thought at the time initially it was two games because you got the email It's like, "Oh, elbow and charge." Okay, they'll get them one for one. And then you know you see the four game. You're like, "Whoa, what?" And then I'm kind of like, "Yeah, I hated the timing of the hit. I absolutely hated the timing of it."
1: Yeah. Like, one of my biggest things, um, one of the reasons that Mark Shifley has kind of gotten into my bad books the last couple of years Mm -hmm. and not been able to get out of them is that hit he threw on Jake Evans a couple of years ago. the bubble playoffs. Yeah. That was totally- Like Canadian division playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It was totally uncalled for and just a a lack of frustration that led to serious injury for another player on the other team. That was
2: a game one. You were- that yeah.
1: one was in the playoffs, yep. and there's and and there wasn't an excuse for it. This one, even less so. You yep. have a player in a vulnerable spot. Yep. Like I understand stepping up and trying to lay a hit there, but that you left the ice. We left you don't the do. ice. It was a little. Ex- it was malicious. He got that elbow up, like you said. the The email that we initially got from Department of Player Safety was. The elbow and the charge, so you felt like he was gonna get at least two games because mm-hmm. they already had outlined that there was two things he was gonna get asked about yep. when he had the hearing. Um, but I really didn't like the hit. I didn't like the timing of yep. it. Jack just put in an empty netter. They're trying to put in another one. The timing shows a lot of frustration, yep. Right, from the unit as a whole. Ryan Husker was asked if the team's frustrated. He said they better be after the loss to Detroit yesterday. You know that was prior to the Anderson hit, but mm-hmm. yeah. The other thing I wondered about: does that happen if Daryl Sutter's still the coach? I don't know. I feel like that was one of the things that Daryl kind of had while ruling with the like, iron hand, yeah. right? Like they there was a a real chance that people weren't going to do things like that. I don't know if that's a fact. That just it's a that, that was something that it's, I found yeah. myself wondering. Yep. After it went down and put his team shorthanded going into Detroit, like you mentioned, they were they were flat from the start, down two nothing early, and it mm-hmm. just kind of snowballed from there. In the end, Dan Vladar gives up the six goals; and he I, gets his second start of the season.
2: Like I'm not, like, I'm not hang on Vladar no. for all of that. I mean, I get like, hey, like. Why do why you don't start Markstrom in that one? Because it's like, hey, he already got a break on this one. I know three and four might be a, be a, be a deal, but it's like, okay. I don't Pulling out the goalies, regardless of Markstrom or Vladar, I don't think the Flames were coming away with a win in that one. They're obviously still trying
1: to get their defensive zone coverage. Like that uh, Valeno goal, the one that put them up 2 nothing, that was very similar to the Eric Johnson goal that we saw Buffalo score where the Flames are trying to get back and get their defensive zone coverage set. And if you kind of move it around the outside and fire a puck through a screen, you can create a little bit of offense that way. Um, Like one of the players I actually did like yesterday was Michael Backlund, but I found it was probably too little too late. Mm. There were more turnovers from Jonathan Huberto. Like I'm seeing him try to complete passes across the ice to guys on the rush all these types of things that you want to see him trying to do. But it feels like he's broadcasting everything that he's trying to do. It's not quick enough. It's not fast enough. It's not unpredictable for opposition. They're able to track everything he's trying to do, and everything is getting picked off. And when you're trying all of these high-risk plays and none of them are giving you the rewards, it's constantly turning your team back the other way. Like and I and that's he what, had his hands up in the air after one of the goals there yesterday that came off of a off of a rush, Um I believe it was the four or the three one goal. Pardon me, the four one goal. Uh, Dubé missed on the easy handle in the defensive or in the offensive zone, led to an odd man rush the other way. Um, Caudry and Huberto didn't back check hard enough. You have a three on two against. And just like that, the pucks in the back of your net once again. And, and just a couple of those where he's trying to pass, it's not going for him, and they're not recovering very well either. Yeah. And this was the weekend. Like, I pushed back on George saying, like, let's pump the brakes a little bit on is it, does it look like last season? Like, let's settle down. Five there a and little one bit. after
2: six last games last year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: After this weekend. I find it hard to say, man. This is starting to look a lot like last year. I know it's only a week difference, but those are some pretty jarring results over the last week.
2: Yeah, it, it feels it, like I don't know what it's going to happen to take. If there's some changes, if somebody's got to get a call up, if you got to add, well, like, what does that do? But again, I, exactly like what are, you're gonna. Oh, Connor, sorry, he's going to help us out. No, he's not. He's not. I'm sorry.
1: I, not to the extent that you. want. Not that you
2: need. These. This is a team that is learning on the fly here, and it's probably not the most wise way to go about your season, really, because it, you, you, they're they're obviously struggling struggling right now with their new defensive zone coverage. Looked good at it a couple times, but it cannot be. It's not consistent throughout an entire game. They've got little blips where it's great. The power play hasn't been all that great of late. Mm-hmm. It's it's
1: good movement, but just hasn't been yeah. able to
2: score. Like I'm just wondering. Like, we talked about it all, all leading up to this. Like, who's the game breaker on this team? And it was supposed to be Huberto. Cadre's man. Like, oh my god! And then you have Huberto and Cadre playing together yesterday. For some, yeah, for a little bit. I and didn't like, like.
1: I didn't like the lines yesterday.
2: No, I I, mean, like, I don't. I never. I never like changing those lines quick like that. I, the, the bottom six stayed the same, but then the top six gets switched up. For I get it. The Columbus game wasn't that great. But then you go, you, you have no practice time with this. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. And
1: Daryl Sutter said it once in a press conference last year, just kind of offhand. And, you know, never know exactly what the end goal was of what he was trying to say. But he did mention Lindholm doesn't love playing with Jonathan Huberto. Um, they get separated for the most recent game. I don't think it's crazy to say that Lindholm doesn't look like he enjoys playing with Jonathan Huberto because Huberto hasn't been able to create the same way that I think a lot of people expected him to, mm-hmm. including Elias Lindholm. So they make that switch. He goes to play with Cadre and with Dubé. And as much as I'd love Dylan Dubé, what he does, I just think he has to think the game too much. And in that sense, I mean, he's strong enough. Mm-hmm. He has the, the raw skills as far as shooting the puck. Yes speed, that type of thing. Um, And I think he's a smart dude, but I just think he has to think the game as he's playing it, whereas some people just kind of comes naturally, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And as a result, putting in with guys like Huberto, is it going to work? Hard to say. I just don't know if there is a combination here that will (laughs) work. No. It it feels like they've tried everything. Like Matt Coronado going up to play with Lindholm but he's had a wall all season. Right now. I've said it all yeah. season. This is a guy who might have to watch one from the press box. And there would be no problem with that. No, like no. Pat said when he joined us. Steinberg yeah. said when he joined us last week. Matthew Kachuk did it in his first Doudreau 10 games. did
2: it, I think, in game three or four of well, his rookie There's nothing season.
1: wrong with that.
2: It was in Columbus he actually did that. I think the
1: biggest takeaway there would just be that we might have had way too, many, too high of expectations for this young man making the jump from college to the NHL.
2: And I think that's what we all do. Of course, we see a... Uh, uh, you know a young player that's you know has that ability to score at this level and what he did at a college level of course he, and yeah like I like the like fact like he has played more hockey out of anybody on this group and this is such a lure like he had what like the four games in or three games in Penticton mm-hmm. played six of the seven preseason games if I'm not if something I'm, like that something like that and then he's obviously played the six year and I'm not saying like oh he's young it's whatever but there's such a learning curve for him, and I think that's what he's 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 seeing that right now.
1: Well, and the other thing too is like all those steps that you've mentioned. Each time the pace goes up. Oh yeah, and that's something Ryan Husk has talked about yeah. from rookie camp in Penticton to Penticton to standard camp with everybody to preseason games to NHL games, and it's going to take another step at the holidays. And it's yep. going to take another step by trade deadline. It's going to take another step for that last home stretch Mm -hmm. of the postseason. He's got to be someone that can contribute if he's going to be in the top six. Mm -hmm. But you also don't want to ask too much of him. We've seen so many prospects in the NHL, not necessarily with the Flames, but in the Flames across the league in general, where guys get rushed to the NHL and it ends up really affecting them in a negative way. Yes. Um, I did want to steal a couple of minutes as well. Uh We have some audio that kind of want to get to we'll be able to get to some stuff throughout the course of the show but um that's the bad news calgary sports wise there was two really good things calgary sports wise that did yes, happen there was. this weekend uh away from the ice we're gonna have tons of hockey talk in the morning report coming up in just a couple of minutes here as well but the Stampeders mm-hmm. out on friday with a big win against the bc lions A masterful showing by Brent Monson and the defense. Jake Mayer and the offense did their part and had one of their better outings of the year. And as a result, they're able to get a sizable win against BC. Mm -hmm. That meant that on Saturday, they were scoreboard watching. The Argonauts end up beating the Rough Riders, and the Stampeders' playoff streak is going to continue. They're going to host the Winnipeg Blue Bombers this week in their final game of the regular season. It won't have any standing on who the Stampeders do Mm -hmm. play in the first round or in the second round. That is done. BC gets the buy, or pardon me, Winnipeg gets the buy. BC's going to host the West Semi. They will host Calgary in that game. Um, BC is off this week. They don't have a Week 21 game. The Stampeders have the uh, the Blue Bombers, as I mentioned. Blue Bombers also nothing to play for. Um, but Stamps, going back to the postseason. Pat. Yeah,
2: man, 18 years in a row, longest streak going in the CFL. And uh, I heard that stat on, on the broadcast there. Uh, I believe Farhan had it, it was... There's never been an Alberta team not in the CFL playoffs, and that was a legit possibility this year. If Saskatchewan made it over Calgary, the Alberta teams would not be in the playoffs. And that was an effort that we were waiting for all year, Mm -hmm. all year for this team. And, And Dave talked about it. He's like, it's there. The belief is there. We're just not executing properly. And it all came to show there on Friday night. They ran the ball 213 yards. We talked about, hey, they run the ball good in the first half. It's looking good. And then they get away from it. Like, that was that was amazing like Peyton Logan Kadeem Carey looked healthy really healthy and that was yep. like kind of a a fear is like you know like can he have that burst again can he be the? and it wasn't really a bell cow thing like Dave had good mix with with yep. him and with Peyton Logan and it was good good spelling of each other and obviously like Jake Mayer man like I know he was under 50% but like first first drive Reggie drops the ball Trey drops the ball and it's like oh boy here we go It's yeah. gonna be a bad one and then you know, Jake just, like, the in the second quarter there, the, the point, points it up there. Hey, Reggie, go get it.
1: Yeah. Chucks it what up. protection, it's like, by the way. Like,
2: exactly. It was like Jake was protected.
1: Like, 45 seconds my God. to like, sit back there in the pocket.
2: Credit that offensive line. That's been a revolving door, especially on the tackles this year. But, like, credit them, man. This is what they needed to do. That's what you want to see a team do when their backs are up against the wall. Sure, BC, Vernon Adams wasn't healthy. No. Rick Campbell can say what he can at the half about, oh, yeah, yeah we just want to get Dane having some reps. No, Vernon Adams was banged up. and he didn't you, look good at all. You talk about like a half, uh, 50% or 65, 70% Vernon Adams ain't even close to what he can do at his 100% level.
1: And it's not just the mobility that he loses. Like, his accuracy plummets. Yeah. The overthrow. Uh, the, the the accuracy over 10 yards yeah. is, it like, it's night and day. Yeah. This is a guy who, in the first half of the season, Sliced the Stampeders. Oh yeah. He ripped them. The game shreds. at the end of July, man. He looked like he had no idea what he was doing. And frankly, like I mentioned, the stamps ran a 3-4 defense that they hadn't ran since they played against Nathan Rourke last like, year.
2: CFL teams get all of them, like weird when they see that stuff. I,
0: what know. The hell yeah, is I know. Yeah, I know. What is this? What is
1: this? How do we deal with this? Three defensive uh, linemen and four linebackers. What? Like,
2: and now, like, you go into your final home game, you're like,
1: look at all these defensive backs. What do we do?
2: <laughs> we just, like, hey, they can, Jake can play a quarter and rest if he wants, and you can get Logan Bonner some uh, some real good quality sure. reps. You know, Let like,
1: Tommy throw the ball for once? Yeah, let's
2: see what your Tommy can do when he's throwing it. I do
1: love me some Tommy time, and that was clutch yeah. for the group as well. You mentioned the Reggie Bagleton catch. That was a big one for the team to get them down to the one. And now they're off to the playoffs. They're going to be a below 500 team, and it's yep. not like we're saying, wow, what a great season. But at the same time,
2: you've you got to salvage the, the table.
1: year. You beat the BC Lions quite handily in their last game, and depending on how healthy Vernon Adams Jr. can get over the next two weeks, I think you
2: feel like you've got a pretty good shot to go into BC. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I think you, you totally have that confidence. I think even with a healthy Vernon Adams, you, you play that style of defense, and you can run the bring that run game into BC place. And if you know, if like, outside of like Matthew Betts, like that was not really much of a BC defense, man. Like that Lions defense does not scare me. They have not been very good the second half of the year. No. So, and you also got to see the Cavs win on Saturday. Too, that right? was fun, man. That was that was a good time. I mean, it was. A, you obviously wish the final was going to be here next week, uh-huh. but hey, uh, you know they they they're obviously the better team. They came out, got an early goal, and then got the second one. Uh, make it too too ill. On Pacific,
1: Pacific scored pretty quickly after. They that, they hey? got
2: one back uh, quickly after that, but then they, uh, they they didn't really have any more opportunities. Yeah, uh, they, shut like it Cav, down. Cavs shut it down good, and yeah, off to Hamilton for the final next Saturday, uh, four o'clock start. Going to be a fun time. No no CPL teams ever ho- who's hosted the final has ever won. So Cavs hosted that first ever one back in 2019. They hosted that second leg when they did the two leg final and Forge beat them. And, and uh,
1: they've never won before. Like Cavs this is their first plate that they
2: won. This was uh, this was the Cavs' second technical regular okay. season title, but this is the first time that it's awarded with a, uh, yep. a Concacaf spot. Uh, but yeah, they win the they win the the North Star Cup. That's the league title. They'll do the double. And uh, either way, Forge goes to uh, Concacaf because of uh, of uh, Cavs' mm-hmm. win. Um, so, what's the celebration look like if the Cavs win? Oh God, I wonder. I don't know, man. It's, it's I hope like like when they bring it back here.
1: Yeah. What are we going to do? I don't know. How are we going to celebrate? They should be celebrating. I don't know, I don't know they, if there's going to they... be a full parade. No, it won't be a parade, but maybe they should.
2: A, maybe a gathering at Town Hall. Hmm. Yeah, Something like that. The plaza. Maybe like, I mean, they got all that room down at Spruce. They can do something, too.
1: Uh, We've got some audio that we want to get into as the rest of the show goes on. We've got some great guests coming up. We have a jam-packed morning report that we've collectively cobbled together here. Uh, Charles Davis, John Bucci-Gross, Greg Millen, Candice Gowdy's is going to join us a little bit later on uh, from the Flames Foundation. They have a, a big announcement as well that we're very excited about. They're doing uh, something pretty cool with the Flames Foundation once again this year. That we'll talk to Candice with. Uh, that's going to be at 8:30. Plus, we will have our locks of the day. We'll look back at our NFL Week Seven big bets. Ooh, no bueno. <laughs> Patty did all right. I did good. Patty had a nice week. Yeah, yep. there you go. once again at least the bets were dead in the first half right yeah three and three well better than everybody else (laughs) uh morning report is next we've done it together we'll see what we made sports at 960 the fan welcome back morning friends mandy rose along with you live from the douglasie basement systems downtown studio patty dumas sitting across from me you got gvp and shannon in the other room george Russick. Homesick, soup day
2: It is a soup day
1: I'm putting on my winter tires later today
2: Yeah, it was a little bit of Some slush out there I read that we're supposed to get
1: 5 to 10 5 to 10 centimeters of snow And then it's all gonna melt And it's gonna become a mess So, Gonna get ahead of the No, no, that's smart Gonna get ahead of it, I guess That's smart Can't believe we're here all right uh let's get to the morning report we got the flames weekend that was the mlb postseason we get a game seven nfl wrap-up stamps off to the playoffs and a whole bunch of local notes as well it's the morning report and it's for motorworks if you own a bmw choose motorworks for service and repairs they'll gladly match them beat any competitor's price by 10 percent on 51st avenue third street southeast Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose. Yes, sir. Lots to get to. Let's go ahead and, and dive on into this one. Flames weekend 1-2-4. Get it. it. began in clumps with a couple of costly breakdowns leading to goals. Justin Danforth scores early in the third. That's your game. Winners. The Flames fall 3-1. to one. Not only that, but Rasmus Anderson also threw a dirty hit in the dying seconds yeah. of the game. Got himself handed a four-game suspension. He is appealing it to who else but Gary Bettman. Anybody else? See if we can get that reduced down to three games so he can play in the Heritage Classic because that would be the fourth game of his suspension,
2: Patrick. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I, I won't be surprised if it's brought down a game, but I'm also not to be surprised if it... Nope, that's four games, bud. Setting a precedent early because on in the year. Because it mm. would be the first suspension of the year. I believe no uh buddy from uh opening night against vegas i think got a game yes i don't think it's the first suspension brett howden mm-hmm. okay well it'd be the first flame suspension of the year yes. either way uh i didn't like the hit it was the game was over rasmus anderson launches himself at patrick linea's head he's lucky linea's fine i mean i guess he wasn't at practice yesterday he's not on the wasn't on the pairs so maybe he's not so fine uh yeah, I, I didn't like the hit. The game, the scenario, the game was over. Like you did not need to do that. That was frustration. Go getting, you know, put out on the on the on the, on the ice there, and yeah, you don't do that stuff. And he's got to pay the price here. Now he might have to deal with Erica Brant the next time they meet. Yeah, it's, I believe March. I think the Blue Jackets roll through here again. Mm, I don't like that matchup
1: for you, number four. Mm. Uh, replaced by Jordan Osterley as they went into Sunday to face the Detroit Red Wings. Dan Fladar got his second start of the season as well. Not a
0: great start for the roadside. Dylan Market and up the left wing side. Red Wing captain falls, still spins and centers, but pass goes into the far corner. Not the right floor, Justin Hall centers. They score. Justin Hall finds Alex Debrinkit. Who remains red hot? That is his sixth goal in six games to start the season.
1: Yeah, red hot is a bit of an understatement. That's a good goal song. Yeah, it's, yeah. I really do like the Eminem goal song. Yeah. It was really annoying yesterday, but like if I'm watching Detroit play, like you Detroit's
2: know, gonna be scoring a lot this year. That's yeah, gonna Toronto be gonna, or someone like oh that. Oh my goodness, ah,
1: that's gonna be that. some fun. Joe Valeno extended that lead to two 0 going out of the first period, unable to check after turnovers. The puck ends up in the back of the net. More of the same in the second period. Dylan Larkin would score two minutes into the frame, but the backline line got it right back with a hardworking shift down low backland line i thought they were decent i thought michael was flying around out there he did set a manjapani for the garbage tally but alex de scored his second of the game to restore the three goal lead then how about this a sharon govich sighting whoa
0: i trying to get away from the four checking cop does he bounces it up the far side to do her your audition off to sharon govich who glides in and shoots and scores what a shot by Yegor Sharon Govich, who scores his first as a Flame. Off the
1: rush, laser under the bar. What he can do. First as a member of the Flames, they were only trailing by two after 40. Weren't playing well necessarily, but they still did
2: have a chance after 40 minutes of play. Yeah, I mean, the the, the, the it's funny. Like, they changed the lines heading in. The, well, they t- changed the top six. And it's funny how, when you're looking back on it, the lines that stayed the same were the best players for the Flames, and the ones that changed were the worst players for the Flames. Yeah, I didn't like that. I did not like what Ryan Huskett did there. I, I I'm sure there's reasons. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it. I get it. You want to get your 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 horses not your ten and ninety one going. But uh, playing them together is not what you want.
1: Yeah, and any chance of the comeback? Well, that felt like that was evaporated pretty early on in period number three.
0: Feels like if the Flames score the next one, there could be a big time momentum shift in this game. Red Wings win the draw, a shot, they score. A clean face-off win back to Jake Wallman, who unleashes a 95.8 mile an hour slap shot off the goalpost and in.
1: You know what's funny is, wasn't it just last week I was talking about how nice it is when the calls works out for you?
0: Yeah, that's
1: about as opposite as, as it can get. Oh boy!
0: Feels like if the Flames score the next one, there could be a big time momentum shift in this game. Red Wings win the drawers. <laughs> And they scored.
1: <laughs> <Bang>. Posted
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, not again! Uh, 95.8 ah, mile per again. hour slap no. shot. <laughs> What's going on?
2: Jake
1: Wallman. They were down five, nothing, and then the Cats scored again. He had his first hat trick <laughs> in Detroit We that Eminem's <laughs> playing all night long. Good lord. Uh, the flame yeah. falls Flames fall. Flames got eight two. miles. They got 8 mile for sure. Uh, Ryan Huska after the game. Uh,
0: they were a hungrier team. We turned over a lot of pucks, and we couldn't defend the rush, and they have some good skill, and they played a good team game. We got handed to us tonight, so they should be frustrated after a night like tonight. There's no real sugarcoating of that.
1: Yeah, that's hit the nail on the head there. He gets to come home now, which well, is nice. 1-3-1 and one on the road trip. Next game is Tuesday. They'll welcome the Rangers to the dome. They'll also play the Blues before the Heritage Classic Sunday against the Oilers.
2: Yeah, man. That's uh I don't think they're going to be practicing today. They are. They are practicing today. It was today. supposed
1: to be an off day. They oh. got added to practice yesterday. Well,
2: good. Good. They deserve one. <laughs> Cuz that was that was a pathetic way to finish this road trip. We talked about going having a good road trip. Daryl wanted last year. He was like, more points than games played. That was a good way of approaching these long road trips. You get uh, three points in five. Three out of ten. Three out of ten. That's not good. Starts to the season are so key. You're off to a bad start, Calgary.
1: It was crazy. The starts to their games were pretty good until these last two. They allowed the first goal against for the first two times against Columbus and against the Red Wings. But uh, as you mentioned, things, uh, not overly rosy as we go ahead and look here at the Pacific Division. Um, they are
2: fourth. Technically tied for that final playoff spot in the, in the Pacific, yeah, but yeah. Uh,
1: Oilers only have one win. Kraken only have one win. Yeah, the Oilers and Kraken. Oof. Ducks only have one. Sharks still have yet to like, win. They're, I, the, they're the last team in the I, NHL. that. It, that oh, like, it's oh, not
2: oh. It's not over. Eh? It's not over no, by, no. by the meets. but it's like, hey, you got to come home here. You want to come out, yeah. beat the Rangers, beat the Blues, head into that outdoor game, which is technically a home game yeah uh but you know like this is a big week for calgary to try and turn this thing and elsewhere matthew poitras scored twice Who? as the uh bruins 19
1: year old second round pick at of ajax ontario oh, they, they just found a new one eh? yeah just playing second line center for the bruins this year oh good for him yeah uh <laughs> scored twice first two goals in the nhl bruins won three one yesterday down in anaheim that's a
2: fun one and four
1: a fun one for sure, yeah. <laughs> Just one game today. It's the Sabres and the Habs. It goes at 5 o'clock on Sportsnet West. All right, NFL wrap-up. What do you got for me, Patty?
2: Okay, yeah, we'll start in Philadelphia Sunday Nighter. Eagles and their Kelly Green throwbacks taking on the All-American 4x100 relay team in the Miami Dolphins. A lot of chatter. Can the Dolphins beat a good team? Their schedule's been a bit of a cupcake to start. And early on, the Eagles' elite defensive line was going to work as the Dolphins were unable to get much of anything going on, on the ground. Mostert was stopped Tavan Ahmed was stopped They're going to need some speed Jeff Wilson may be coming back here soon Uh, One big play on offense from the Dolphins Really was the 27-yard touchdown Tyree killed before the end of the half To make it 17-10 Dolphins defense was doing a pretty good job I thought, you know, James Baker had the pick Six of Jalen to tie the game Later on in the third quarter But then from there, Jalen Hurts was like AJ Brown, you're my guy Uh, The strength of him like you could talk yeah. about speed and height and everything, but AJ Brown's physicality that he can bring up against that weak Dolphin secondary and pretty much anybody in the league, who's stopping him? Yeah, not many people. No. Nope. He pops off for uh, what was it? Ten catches for 137 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, his strength. Yeah, yeah. The Eagles win 31-17. Jalen Hurts a little banged up in this one. That's just the way he plays. Uh, certainly, something to watch here going forward, though. Special do that too. Yeah, right? it was a slog of a game for yep. the most part. But yeah, Eagles improved to six and one. Dolphins fall to zero and two against teams with winning records. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bills and Pats at Foxborough. Finding out uh, before this one that Bill Belichick signed a secret extension. Yeah, I
1: love that. Uh, yeah, be Bill. So
2: uh, no, yeah, good for Bill, man. I uh, so don't know if he's going anywhere for a while. Uh, not a great start for old Buffalo in this one. Bills already trailing three 0 Josh Allen airmails one, and Jabril Peppers picks him off. Zeke Elliott would then pop it in for six. And the pass were up 10-0. Fourth quarter now, Patriots holding on to a 22-17 lead. Mac Jones looking for the kill shot. Finds Farrell Brown, a nice screenplay. It goes for 22 yards, but it's called back for a legal man downfield. couple plays later, fumble. Bills take over. They need less than three minutes to take the lead as Josh Allen finds Dawson Knox, and the Bills go in front for the first time all day, 25-22. Game over, right? Mac Jones can't lead this team on a game-winning drive
0: a second and goal to go from the left hash one. Andrews over the football to snap it back Jones has it, looks to his right throws it to the right, got it, touchdown he's got it, Patriots
2: yeah, Mike Gesicki with the worst gritty ever, but he does that Uh, on purpose best Sally in the league Uh, 29-25, the final Pats win, Bill Belichick picks up win 300, he is uh, 28 away from tying Don Shula. Yeah, he was ecstatic after the yeah, game. Yeah, he was uh, great. I'm really more focused on, you know, our team in this year. and mm. Worry about that later. Yeah. Dolphins into Thank Miami. Thank you. Uh, Dolphins into Miami next. Sorry, Patriots into Miami next week. Uh, game of the day. Colts rocking those Indiana boy jerseys and Indiana Knights. Whatever the hell you want to call them. I don't know. It was <laughs> weird. Uh, black helmets. But holy crap. This was the first game in NFL history to feature at least three touchdowns of 50 yards or more, and three field goals of 50 yards or more. Brown's defense, that's so great. Miles Garrett, though, he was super good. Kareem Hunt punches one in at the goal line. Brown's win 39 38. Deshaun Watson had to leave this one with a concussion. He passed the test, I guess, but he never came back. PJ Walker yeah. finished up that one. Uh, we'll go to Baltimore. I was really hoping the Colts could do the Bengals a favor there, but. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to Baltimore here. Lions. Maybe a first measuring stick game for them up against a good Ravens side. Uh, Man, Lamar Jackson. He owns the NFC heading into this one. He was 14-1 against teams from the National Football Conference. Yeah, he worked them. Had a quarterback rating of 155.8. That's three points off of being perfect. Not bad. Lamar, great. Ravens, great. Lions, uh -uh. 38-6 the final in that one. Uh, Another good game we were talking about uh, here. Eh... yeah, that's not really it. We could uh, kind of move on from there. I Chiefs. Just, the Chiefs had a nice 31-17 win there. Yeah, uh, Taylor slip, Swift yeah. was in the building. Uh, Brittany Mahomes had the oh, nice little handshake. They've been practicing that one. I thought it was going to be a mess yeah. up, but they were practicing yeah, that one. Yeah, you can tell. The uh, rest of the games they weren't that great. Tyson Bagnant, Badgett, Badgett. Bears, man. Whoa, 30 to 12. Devontae Adams got targets and they still lost. Dante Foreman destroyed me in fantasy. Three touchdowns from Dante Foreman. Both leagues. Yeah, uh, Bears. uh, They're not the worst team in the NFC North because that is the Green Bay Packers as they can't even beat the Denver Broncos. They fall 19 17. Jordan Love with another. Uh, I'm just going to toss it up and throw it to it. He had A.J. Dillon wide open on that third and 20 as well. Uh, Packers fall to two and four. We'll be welcoming the Vikings next week. But yeah, Monday Nighter tonight. Good one. Niners and Vikings. Niners coming in this one a little limpy. Four and a half point favorites against this Vikings side that plays really well at home. I'm thinking upset. I like the Vikings tonight. No
1: Debo. Yep. Trent Williams is doubtful. CMC is questionable. Still no Justin Jefferson for the Vikings.
2: Yeah, I know. I know, but I I, I, I it like... Yeah. Seven-point favorites. Seven-point? Okay, I thought it was four and a half. My bad.
1: Uh, it might be down to four and a half. It was seven when I checked yesterday, Ooh. so...
2: Now i just seeing things. Yep, I
1: see seven right okay, now. Well, okay, so.
2: there you go. So there you go. I don't know. I like the Vikings tonight for some reason. There you go. Vikings right. plus seven. There's your NFL story.
1: All right. MLB postseason. What a weekend. How about the Diamondbacks manage to push Snakes. their series back to Philly with a win in Friday? Got beat up pretty bad Saturday, but forced a game six tonight. It'll be Merrill Kelly against Aaron Nola. Rematch of game two. Philly won that game ten nothing. Stacked up against uh, Diamondbacks. Stacked up against it are the Diamondbacks. But manager Tory LaFollette not giving up yet.
0: You know we've always believed in ourselves. Um, you know since day one. So um, you know this isn't new to us. We've we've been in a situation where we've been down before. So are in you know in the in the regular season. And uh, I know it's going to be a tough atmosphere in in Philly. But um, I believe in these guys, and we're never going to give up.
1: 307 start. You can watch that on Sportsnet 1. Prior to that, we get another game because yesterday it was game six between Woo! the Rangers and the Astros. Nathan Avaldi and Framber Valdez pitching for their respective groups. Top of the fourth,
0: tied at one. Valdez comes home and there's a high drive hit to right field. Angling back toward the corner is Tucker. He is at the wall. He leaps and he makes the catch. Or does he? It's history. <laughs> he didn't get it. It's a two-run homer.
1: Yeah, it was. It's history by Jonah Heim. Made it three to one, and they would keep that going. Uh, how about this though? Rangers leading five-two after a hit-by-pitch walked in a fifth run that left the bases loaded for Adolis
0: Garcia in the ninth. One ball, one strike. Good pitch. Adolis swings Goodbye. and hits a high drive to deep left field. That ball is way back, and that ball is history. <laughs> Adolis Garcia clears him off with a grand slam. After four consecutive strikeouts.
1: Yeah, so make your plans for Game Seven if you had not already. Crazy because Garcia also the one that got hit by a pitch in Game Five's loss back on Friday. So some vindication as 603 start in Houston today on Sportsnet. 1. Yeah,
2: uh, I think John Schmoltz mentioned it during the uh, the broadcast of the last time Max Scherzer and Christian Javier win at it. I think it was Game Three or yeah Game Three because traditionally the Game Three started start in Game Seven and Scherzer was not good in game three i i worry about him tonight i know houston still hasn't won a game at home but christian javier he's good gvp how are you looking at game seven tonight it feels
0: like i feel like i think the asher's gonna take this yeah one. me too uh, you know it, it feels like they have all the momentum going their way they, they had a slow start the bats are heating up altuve looks amazing
2: right now so i, I think the astros are gonna clean this one up. i think we're getting extras tonight
1: Oh, that would be fun. 6.03 start in Houston today. Sportsnet 1 is where you can find this one. Stampeders were taking on the Lions this weekend. Playoffs hanging in the balance. Great start for the group. They showed a defense the Lions did not adjust to immediately. Had some early sacks on Vernon Adams, had some early interceptions, uh, turnovers. Lions had their defensive end tossed for losing his cool <laughs> as well. Stamps' discipline was better. They had no turnovers. They would lead 17-0 off touchdowns by Luther Akunavanu and Tommy Stevens in the first half. Second half, Peyton Logan sets up another Tommy Stevens touchdown. Dane Evans would lead one drive down the field well, but then throw back-to-back interceptions. Stamps would end up winning this one by a 41-16 score. They led in turnovers Mm 6-0. They were 4-6 for in the red zone. They led in points off turnovers 24 0 they had a significant margin as far as penalties; they were much less in that sense, and they got into the playoffs because the Argos beat the Rough Riders on Saturday.
2: Yeah, uh, like Cam Judge interception for a third straight game puts him up to five on the year, leads the team. Uh, Mike Moore getting back in the lineup as well for the first time; he had a sack. It's good feeling, man. Like. Uh, Dave talked about it, like the, the discipline. I'm very impressed with that. We, uh, with Deontay Demery not going after the BC player, because the week before, Calgary wasn't very disciplined against Saskatchewan. They were, you know, they got some personal fouls there, but they kept in check. Very good effort from this team. They deserve it. They've been playing really good ball the last couple weeks. Keep it up. Rest your guys. You've earned it and you get BC in a couple weeks.
1: Local notes as well. Cavalry won. Yes. Wranglers, 3-2 win Friday against the Abbotsford Canucks. Adam Klapka scored twice. Then they won in overtime on Saturday as well. Connor Zeri had four assists in this game. 7-6 the final score. From the WHL, the Hitman fell to the reigning champs. The Seattle Thunderbirds Friday in overtime, 3-2. Then they Mm -hmm. got a 4-3 win Sunday against the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Sunday fun day. Oilers, uh, Okotoks Oilers, not a good weekend. 6-2 lost Friday to Spruce Grove. Then they lost 6-1 to Sherwood Park. They're now 7-6-1 on the season. The Calgary Canucks beat Fort Mac 5-2 Friday, but lost 2-1 Saturday. Then they got destroyed by Sherwood Park 9-2 on Sunday. All those games were out on the road. That'll pretty much do it. As far as uh, Morning Report, I don't have anything else to add. And good night and good luck to you, sir. It's the Morning Report. For Motorworks, if you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match them, beat any competitor's price by 10%. 51st Ave and 3rd Street, Southeast. Take a break. Charles Hell Davis yeah. joins us next. Talk some NFL. Sportsnet 960, the fan.